What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and in this episode we'll be talking about episode 5 called I Never Killed for My Father. This episode aired on the 3rd of November, 1982. And uh, with me today uh, for this episode, I've got another special guest host. This is my father, my dad, Tony Vecchio. Good evening. Glad to be here tonight. Thank you for joining me here. This is kind of a fun uh, have, having both my parents back to back here. Um, how uh, how are you doing? Well, after uh, watching this episode, I realized it was kind of a setup because it's about dads. It, it was definitely <laughs> one about dads, so that was kind of a, a perfect one there. <clears throat> you're uh, you're a little uh, worried about taking thorough notes and stuff. Do you think you got enough notes for the episode? I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Sha-la-la-la. All right, so well, first of all, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and your history with Family Ties. You were telling me earlier about how much you loved each night, weekly, uh, watching this as a family. Uh, is that, that's correct, right, that I, like I've been saying? I, I have a terrible memory, but uh, what I remember is that I remember watching a few episodes together but not very many um see in my brain i have this built up that this was like our weekly tradition we all sat around you melted the popcorn the butter on the popcorn and we sat down to watch family ties this is not how you remember it well i did like to make popcorn a lot and chocolate Maybe chip that's cookies. what it was you were just cooking <laughs> chocolate chip cookies and popcorn while i was watching it that that no. wouldn't surprise me no i did enjoy this show but i don't remember watching very many episodes <laughs> this is true however there was about five years in a row where you denied ever having seen the Christmas Story movie. And I kept saying, Dad, you've watched it. And then we watch it, and you'd say, well, it's a good movie. And then the next year at Christmas, you'd say, oh, I've never seen that Christmas Story movie. And that make you watch it again? you remember this? Uh, Do you that, acknowledge having seen it now at all? I, I did finally see it, but not until five years later. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I really hadn't seen it the first few times you said that. So this is why I'm calling into question possibly your uh, <laughs> your family ties memory here. Why was Alex P. Keaton on the Christmas story? Oh man, yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's some overlap there with actors. It came out uh, right around well while it was on, but I don't know. I have to look into that. Sha-la-la-la. It's time for you to give us a little summary. What happened in this episode? In case our listeners at home have not been watching on uh, Amazon Prime, um, how, tell us what happened in the episode here. Well, Alex. Um, Really wasn't the major star in this one, which was unusual. That's true. It was his dad. And it starts off, his dad is all stressed out because his father, Alex's grandfather, is coming to visit. And they always fight and argue. And so he had all these note cards of different safe topics that he could discuss <laughs> in his pocket. And um, his his dad shows up and they immediately start arguing about everything. Um, dad's or grandpa seems to have a great relationship with the grandkids. They're excited to see him. Um, but uh, what's the dad's name? Steven. Oh, Steven. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Steven and his, his dad, uh, they're arguing about hunting, about politics, about what to drink for dinner. I mean, it just goes on and on. Right. So um, then he starts asking, can I – take Alex out of school. I want to spend the day with him and stuff. And, and Steven keeps putting his foot down. And finally dad breaks down and says, makes an, 
obscure comment about this is his last visit. And uh, uh, Stephen misunderstands and thinks he means if if you don't do what I say, I'm not coming again. And it right. turns out he does have a, um, some kind of a serious disease that he's dying from. They never specify. No, they, they never specify. Um, but all of a sudden, Stephen just, he's feeling crushed because this is his dad and he loves him. And he's discussing it with his wife in a bedroom. His his dad shows up, and um, they have an awkward apology with each other. And then the next few uh, next few scenes, um, Stephen is just like totally, oh yeah, Dad, let's go hunting. And before he was calling his dad an animal killer, and <laughs> <Right>. everything. <laughs> he says he can get Alex a tattoo if he wants to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he just totally flip flops. And his dad and him have this a very touching, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how you say it. You know, Stephen tells his dad all the things that hurt him over the years. And his dad apologizes and they make up. And his dad, who had never told him before he loves him, finally tells him he loves him. You know, so it was, you know, it, it was pretty cool, cool ending. Um, yeah. Know, and having been a dad of six and taught fathering classes for a number of years, it definitely was a, a poignant episode. It's a good one to pick for you, huh? It probably was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my favorite when uh, when he's you know his dad says something about uh, you know the only thing you need to worry about with a woman is if she can cook and uh, what else did he say? Oh, she looks pretty or something no, like that. If she's cute and she, she can, can cook. Cute good. And, she cook. And, and Steven goes, "Oh yeah, that's right, Dad." And then the look that Elise gives him, you know, and, and <laughs> you can tell killer. he knows, like, "Oh, I'm in trouble now," and he's trying to skate out of it. That was my favorite moment there. Definitely. Sha <laughs> <laughs> la la la. All right, well, let's look at uh, real quick. We got one guest star that's in the show. Obviously, it's uh, Steven's dad, Jake Keaton, and um, he has been in a lot of stuff over the years. Um, there's a couple, I, I made note of a couple interesting things, but he's literally was in hundreds of things ever since, you know, the fifties or so. Uh, but his name is John Randolph, the actor who played Jake Keaton, um, Steven's dad. Um, a couple things he was, he was in the 1976 King Kong, which I thought was cool. Um, the one with uh, Jeff Bridges in it. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Nope, I'm going to shrug over here. I may have. All right, well, I put one in that you will super appreciate and the one that was the coolest for me. The one that you'll uh, know is he was in Columbo. Oh, yeah, I like Columbo. There you go. He was a a guest star on a Columbo episode, so you've probably seen him in that before. And for me, the coolest was he was in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He's Clark's dad, Clark Griswold's dad. He's Clark Sr. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So um, that's John Randolph. And he was in a ton, a ton of other stuff as well, Uh but. Those are some highlights. Well, I've seen every Columbo episode, so I. So you've seen him before, yes. You, I. There's a lot of other shows. I'm sure you've seen him elsewhere. He's one mm-hmm. of those guys that's in just a ton of stuff. So. Sha-la-la-la. Well, um, as you pointed out beforehand, there was really only one song um, in the show. Um, what was the song that referenced there? It was the Marine Corps fight song. That's what he sang for <laughs> yeah. a lullaby to his son every day. Yeah, he said, uh, he, he said, what was that song you always used to sing to me? You know, I can't even remember what it was. And uh, it was pretty great. Um, okay, well, since there's only one song, and because he asked his dad, I got a fun one for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Don't sweat. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, since you're my dad, what songs did you used to sing to me? There's quite a few. 
I'm curious, which ones do you remember singing? Um, the the John Denver lullaby. Okay, let's hear it. Um, walk in the rain by your side, cling to the warmth of your tiny hand, etc. etc. That's good. That's good. I sing that one to my kids too. Okay, pass along. Mom used to sing that to me too, so that's that's good. I think I sometimes sing the regular lullaby song. Okay, just and like Rockabye Baby. Yeah, I've sung that a few times. Okay. Whatever song happened to be on my brain at the time. This is what I'm going for. I I, just, I want some dad renditions here of a couple that I know you always sing, like walking around and stuff. First of all, anyone that uh, has listened to any of my other shows knows I'm not really a morning person. I don't wake up well. Can you do the wake up song that you would always uh, drive me nuts with waking up? Good morning to you. Good morning to you. That one? No. What's another one? I did that one sometimes. I'm going to do my version of it, and then I'm going to have you do okay. it. This is me, because I hate waking up in the morning, and everyone hates waking me up, because I'm Rise a grouch in the morning. Not no, not even that one. This is you. Good morning, Philip J. Yeah. It's time to get up in the morning. Yeah, well, kind of like that. Okay, now you do your version. <laughs> Good morning, Philip J. Good morning, Philip J. It's time to get up in the morning, Philip J. Something more like that. Yeah, okay. But I never sing stuff the same way twice. Well, this is true. <laughs> and... It's one of those like fond memories slash the most irritating thing I could think of at the same time <laughs> because I am such in a foul mood when I wake up and that's always how you would wake me up. So, yeah. <laughs> What's well, better than say, get up. Come on, get out of thing. bed. There's, there's no right answer. There's no way to get me yeah. up. Or, finally, because now that I'm married, you know, I tried various things when we first got married and Janelle would try, you know, gently waking me up or putting a CD on I liked. And eventually she said, you're on your own. Get yourself out of bed. <laughs> you're an adult. <laughs> so I learned quickly that that was it. Um, let's see. There's a couple other songs that you would sing for me. Um, uh, what about uh, Chili Dog? That's one I can always remember you walking around singing. What? I'm a chili dog. I guess you guessed by now. Yeah, that is uh, James Taylor. And slow down, you move too fast. How about that one? Slow down, you move too fast. Gotta make the morning last. I didn't wake you up with that though. Well, no, these are just songs. Well, he was talking about you know sleeping songs. Oh yeah, yeah. I just have to demonstrate to my listeners that, and my kids really because I walk around singing stuff to them all the time. That's like the Forty Ninth Street Bridge song. That's the best. That one. That's the best one. That's the best song out of the seventies. Yeah. Well, um, I, I've had a lot of singing to me throughout the years, and I've tried to my, to my best to pass it on. Feeling groovy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay. <you're> all, right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's music. Sha-la-la-la. Um, okay. Well, we had a bunch of obscure references in this one here. Uh, so let's explain some jokes here. Well, wait. First, you're talking about obscure references. He was complaining because I don't give free maps at the gas station anymore now. For some people, you know, what is a <laughs> true? I didn't even think about that. What is a map? You know, that's just, the thing that the, Google they're, they're talking about paper maps. Yes, yes. And they used to give those out at gas stations for free. That's know? when when Siri talks to you. They used to have that on paper, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, and then they would and they would hand that to you. I don't even remember times when they did give it out for free, but I knew that was something you could get when they you'd pay for it. You still can get them from AAA. That's true, but how, you know, I mean, it's crazy. I we always used to do that. I don't even do that anymore because... Well, last time I went in, I asked for one, and they go, oh, we have to order that one. Oh, so, man. I mean, even in AAA, it's that's getting the, tougher. 
but I mean, but honestly, like you just look at it on the phone, or all right. I mean, it's kind of it's not the same thing. It's but. not. It really isn't. And I love having them, but at the same time, I also have a big crate of old maps in my garage that I haven't looked at in probably ten years because, you know. Well, can I check them out before you throw them away? Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> also, this is why I'm a hoarder. So. <laughs> I wouldn't know somebody that actually has a file in the garage with maps filed in it. No, you wouldn't know anyone that no, might I want a place to put them would. there? Okay. Yeah. 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 This is, is going to be very enlightening for people that have listened to a lot of hours of Phil talking on the internet. Um, all right. Well, did you have any ex- other um, obscure references there that you caught? Well... There's one about Bubba Smith and Dick Butkus, but I have no idea who they are. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I had to look them up, too. Although I did know the name, as Mom pointed out. It's If you've ever been on a junior high playground in the last 20 years, you've probably heard that name referred to a couple of times. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so they're both apparently football players. And I don't know enough about sports to even figure out what team they played for because their Wikipedia is like a big old mess of – what colleges they went to on it's too much but they're football players um but also uh Bubba Smith in particular um did a lot of acting he played Hightower on the Police Academy movies and something that ties into the reference here and a joke they made later he was in those old Miller Lite commercials where they'd say great taste less filling and they'd argue back and forth about why Miller Lite was great I think this was put out when light beer was just coming out right and so they had those commercials that you know in that, that was, so he was actually on those commercials, and then later on, Stephen and his dad are arguing back and forth. There was it was his dad that he was doing it with, right? Yeah. Great taste, let's feel it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly how the commercials went. So that's Bubba Smith, and Dick Butkus was another football player. So there you yeah. go. Well, another thing was the tattoo whole thing with the tattoo because the grandpa was joking around about getting Alex tattooed, and. And um, and the dad was saying no. Well, nowadays it would just be in the reverse. It would be the the dad would have been telling the grandpa we're going to get right. it tattooed. <laughs> I mean, nowadays tattoos are no big deal, but back then it was like I don't know, was going to get an anchor on him or something. Right. Well, yeah, and probably for the grandpa from back then that would have been what you know, being in the military and having a tattoo or something. Right. So the whole thing a tattoo, what a tattoo is, has totally changed since. Yeah, that's funny. When that show came out. Well, it is funny too that you know. So Stephen is very much the. You know, the left wing, you know, liberal, and then Alex is the right wing conservative, but apparently it skipped a generation because the grandpa is also, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see the sequel series where Michael J. Fox or Alex B. Keaton has liberal kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, so one, we watched the show with mom too, and she pointed out one that is probably a good one. Um, they talk about uh, how the dad didn't want them to pick him up. He said he'd just get a cab from the airport. A cab is one of those things they used to take before um, they had Ubers and Lyfts. Yes. That's how people got around before they called that. So um, that was mom's joke there. Um, and then finally, one other – oh, no, two other things. Um, they made it – they talked about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and they said that it took them longer to make up than Khrushchev and Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew what that was. Well, I know you did, but not everyone might. It depends on if people paid attention in history or not. But mm-hmm. uh, this was – that was back in the 60s. Russia – uh, was a communist country, or, you know, Soviet Union, and then Cuba as well. They were like their the furthest, you know, out in the Western world. And they, um, there was a whole there was during the Cold War, and did they have uh, missiles there or not? And it's a big thing, and everyone was preparing to be nuked. 
and Khrushchev was the leader, right? Right. Of uh of, of the Soviet Union and Kennedy being John F. Kennedy. Right. There you go. There's just a little history lesson for those that weren't, you know, aware of what that was. I was just a I mean, I, I was only like ten or something when all that happened. Do you remember watching those old even, like I uh, think I was even younger than that. I did you guys eight. have like nuclear drills where you had to duck and cover kind of thing? We did. We had to go down like our school had a, a basement level and we had uh-huh. to go down there and all huddle against the wall with our hands over our necks and what? It was, I don't I don't remember it being that scary. I just remember it's like nowadays kids do fire drills. Right, you right. Know, say, oh, well, well, I guess we got to do this. The difference being a fire, you know, you could walk out in time if a nuclear bomb went off. Covering <laughs> your back of your neck's probably not going to help too much, you know. But yeah, it's, it's added comfort. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Well, there has another reference in there that you missed. What's that? At, at one point, they were having an argument. And the grandpa said, I am your father. <laughs> and that later got put into another movie. <laughs> or, uh, or I don't know if it was later that or earlier. Was, that happened already. You're talking about Empire Strikes Back, I <laughs> yeah. believe. Yeah, that happened. That came out in 1980. Yeah, they were talking about what, you know, if you had to you had to do what I said. He said, well, I am your father. So that was, I'm sure every time from now on that's that line is spoken, it's from Star Wars, right? Well, I think that's kind of a typical father thing to say, you know. That's true. That's probably why they had it in Star Wars. Although, I'm impressed because you quoted it correctly. A lot of people misquote that and say, Luke, I am your father. But that's not what he says. He just says, no, I am your father. That's good. good. But of course you would. I mean, do you remember Mm -hmm. taking me to see Return of the Jedi? Yes. Okay. I didn't, I don't think, did you, did I? I didn't take it at Christmas Story, though. Well, no. I think we saw that on video later. Yeah. What about, did I, did you take me to see Empire Strikes Back? Because that was like, I mean, I would have been two the year it came out, but I know it ran in theaters longer. No, I don't think so. But I, I definitely remember seeing Return of the Jedi, though. Because I remember being freaked out when he does the light, the, at the lightning theater. at his... Yeah. Now, it might not have been during its original run. You know, like back then, they would have a lot longer runs. Right. But I remember seeing it in a theater. Okay. Could have even been a drive-thru. Or drive-in, rather. The drive... Oh, I bet it wasn't the drive-in. There you go. Okay. Okay. And I know I'm asking you. There's just no way you're going to remember any of these things. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a nod off to the side here. Mom is saying, yes, this did happen. And she's, and sure. she's saying it was a drive-in. Well, I thought she was saying, it's getting late. We got to get driving. <laughs> <laughs> this is backseat podcasting here. This is what happens when mom sits and observes this recording here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, one last reference that I got there um, was the Elise offers um, Stephen's dad tea, and he says, "Tea? Do I look like Princess Margaret?" So we looked it up real quick. Princess Margaret is the only sibling of Elizabeth II, which is she's the current queen of England, right? Right. That's what we figured out. I hope we got this right. Um, so okay, so we did. We we confirmed Princess Margaret, the only sibling of Elizabeth II, who's the current queen. Well, yes. just in case we messed up, we should apologize to our Canadian and English listeners. That's true, which we do have some. Well, at least Canadian. Okay, yeah, good, good, good. Yes. So um, they, maybe they can help us out with correcting that there. Sha-la-la-la! Okay, so one uh, one quick new segment that uh, actually Janelle, my wife, suggested, and um, I think this is good. We're going to start pointing this out. There's been a recurring joke here, and... Um, each episode, it hasn't happened in all of them, but I think all but one, 
Um, Steven and Elise, the mom and dad, they, uh, they're obviously still in love. They start to get a little frisky. And then right as things are getting heated up, Mallory walks in and says some kind of a joke about them. Hey, can't you guys, you know, don't you get a room or something like that? So, um, we're just going to have a very brief segment on each show now. If it happens, do we get a Mallory walks in? So we got one. Check. I Mallory. thought it was a little sister. No, it was Mallory. It's definitely Mallory. Okay. Mallory walks in. Check. Check. All right. Mallory walked in. Sha-la-la-la. So what's your quote of the episode here, Dan? Well, actually, I had quite a few, but let's see. Um, he, the one that was repeated the most was less learning, more earning. Yes. That was the grandpa. <laughs> the grandpa's quote, yep. <laughs> and then Stephen quoted him as if that was something he believed in uh, when he was trying to impress him there. Yes. Uh, let's see. He also said, I am going to die the way I lived. And uh, that um, that's one that Stephen also had a tough time with because he started arguing with him about, well, you know, what if you go to Mayo Clinic and blah, blah, blah. But um, Dad stuck on that one. And that's uh, what he said, yeah. <clears throat> what do you say, but, bullheaded or something like that? Right. And stubborn. Um, but here was my favorite set, and this was a conversation between the two of them. Um, St- Stephen finally said what really bothered him, and his dad really listened. He said, you... You never give me any credit for what I do. Um, you don't respect. You never have respected my values. Not agreed, but respected them. Um, you never spent a day with me. And then there was a comic thing that went on about him spending a day with another kid instead of him. <laughs> right. Um, and you never said you love me. And Dad's response was, "Well, you know, showing emotions a sign of weakness." Right. And it was implied like that. Yeah. And so, really, what what they're arguing about had nothing to do with the issues. The arguing was that Stephen never felt love and respected from his dad. Yeah. Well, now that you said that, and you had a, all these um, important ones, my quote's going to sound a little more flippant, I suppose. Well, but my favorite quote was when Elise said, "Nothing cheers up a room of children like a dead animal." <laughs> <laughs> So, maybe not quite as poignant as yours, but it got a laugh nonetheless. Oh, there we go. Well, I did think it was funny when his dad, he said, where where are you going, Dad? And he goes, up, I hope. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Family Ties. It's amazing how much humor they can mine out of these. I mean, every episode, and I say it on the show a lot, every episode is a very special episode. They're always dealing with some kind of a deep issue and these huge crises, you know, and... It's never just a, like, oh, ha, 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 someone got lost at the mall kind of thing. I mean, it's every episode is something big. And yeah, well, look at the title. I never killed for my father. Right. <laughs> right. So I love it. I love it because it's a sitcom. Yeah. And yet, uh, you know, we're getting all this stuff. So it's great. Sha-la-la-la. All right. Well, uh, we're coming to the end here. Um, so what's the moral? What's the moral from this episode? I wrote it down here somewhere. Let me get right, my glasses, get glasses out to see. Okay. <laughs> we got this, this high, we don't have a sufficient lighting in the recording area here is the problem. When the the moral of the whole episode was it's never too late to uh well they didn't they, they just said the Stephen said it's never too late but what it meant was it's never too late to reconcile with those that you love. Well, it can be too late. They reconcile while his dad was still there. Right. 
But uh, that was, to me, what the whole episode was about. Yeah. Normally, I have something silly to say, but really, I mean, this one was a very... I mean, of all of them, and we've had some already, just as episode five, and already we've had some pretty deep issues covered and stuff. But this one is probably the most, uh, you know, the most serious, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, that and just it, it was a great statement about the kind of relationship that you have with your kids. And uh, and it's cool because I got to watch this one with my dad, and I think we have a very different relationship than they <laughs> exhibited there. You know, I don't think Stephen would have had his dad on his podcast. No, we'll just say. <laughs> um, no, and I think his points were so well taken that you do want to respect your kids and uh, let them know you love them and support them through whatever they're doing. I mean, those were all. Those are all doing the opposite of what happened in the show is how to have a good relationship with your yeah. kids. Um, so uh, there, there was a good – it summed up good parenting if you looked at it carefully very well in a short little episode. It did, yes. Now, there were some interesting uh, – we, we've pointed out this on, on several episodes. There's some interesting uh, – issues at play with the the male female dynamic there definitely was a a different era so they joked about the whole you know when Stephen was saying that uh you know where the uh, grandpa said all you need is a woman to be cute and that she can cook but if you notice in the episode the guys all sat around the table and the girls all cooked and brought them their food including the sisters that's true <laughs> and then when the grandpa just wanted a day with his grandkids he didn't say well i'm gonna take a day i want to take mallory out of school and jennifer out of school too he just took alex out of school and spent time with him he didn't offer him tattoos either no it was just oh it's <laughs> a Nowadays, great son they would have been really hurt by that that's true that's true <laughs> so i don't know it's it's very interesting to see the different dynamic of play and it the show has addressed a lot of those imbalances but it still has a lot of that on display too um so, just thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Definitely. Well, there was a lot of humor, but a lot of seriousness in this yes. one. And yes. Another very special episode. Sha-la-la-la! All right. Well, thank you, Dad, for being a guest on the show. you have anything you need to promote out there on the internet? Promote on the internet? Mountain Room Escapes. There you go. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> chance to get another plug in there for that. MountainRoomEscapes.com. Yeah, Mountain Room says... Uh, it, it's fun to try to escape, and uh, let's see, how do we say? Up, I hope, or out, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. So you are, you're not a uh, direct partner here, but you are a partner by proxy, I guess. Huh? I, I'm a supporting partner. I, I help support everybody emotionally and stuff yes. and keep them going. That's good. Well, Mountain Room Escapes at mountainroomescapes.com. It's really cool if you're in the Southern California area. You can uh, check that out. I also came up with a couple of the cool puzzles. That is true. That's true. Creative partner. There we go. Okay. Okay. That's good. Sha-la-la-la. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Alex B. Keaton is My Friend. If you want to find us on the internet, you go to alexbkeatonismyfriend.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Please like our page, and you can keep up to date on all the latest stuff. Um, if you, uh, are listening to this on iTunes, you already know we're there, but we're also on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and all the places where fine digital products are distributed. And final comment, almost a direct quote. I love you, Philip. Love you, Dad. And I love you, Mom, too, who's over here from recording the last episode. And while it was an emotional one, it was a little different 
uh, subject matter. <laughs> so we didn't get the same type of emotional bonding over it. <laughs> if you guys didn't hear the last one, you might want to go back and listen to that. So uh, it was good. It was good. So um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Oh, if you want to send us an email, please email us at alexpkeaton is my friend at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be keeping up to date watching the show, it is available um, with Amazon Prime. It's it's part of the free Prime service. Once you've got Prime, you can go on there. It's one of the shows that's there for free. And um, it's a great deal. And you should be watching along. Sha-la-la-la. Thanks once again for listening at home. I'm Phil Vecchio. And join us next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do? Without us, what would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.